five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice you've been missing the past two weeks, getting all psyched up for BlizzCon this weekend, joined virtually by Omni at OmniStrike. Uh, Sam at Another San Chan is currently missing in action. Uh, he was proactive in rescheduling uh, some uh, work things to avoid our normal recording night, which happens to be a Tuesday evening. Problem is, I'm heading down to Seattle on Tuesday, so it is just Omni and I recording on Monday while Sam, you know, puts in uh, some work in the day job. But Omni, uh, what's new and exciting in your neck of the woods? Uh, I had my mom visit me for a month, uh, so I had to <laughs> catch up with all the news. And even though it's like the off season now, there's so much stuff to get excited about uh, this upcoming weekend charity stream that we're going to talk about. Tons of player movement. Apparently Overwatch 2 is coming. What the hell? Now on mobile. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Japan in 20 days, so that's cool. Um, lots of exciting things. Even basketball is back, and it seems like my sons are not in bronze tier anymore. Well, who knows? That that means absolutely nothing to me. Well, you know what bronze is. No. <laughs> yeah, but the Phoenix Suns, they, they're what? They yeah. play basketball? They're like, you know that uh, SR sub 500 when it just doesn't tell you what's your SR anymore? That's kind of uh, where we were uh, for a while. And it looks like we're good now, maybe. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of SR, I'm a 1266 tank, apparently. Ooh, that's pretty sweet. I, I actually did, you know, my five you know, comp matches. I did, uh, so I decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to play a little competitive this week and get my placement. Tank only? And, well, no, I, I selected all three and I got five tank in a row because mm, mm. that's what was coming up. But uh, uh, four wins, one loss. Uh, one of the wins, we had someone leave like at the start of uh, the second map, like just, just after the start of the second map oh. and ended up still winning on, <laughs> uh, on Busan. It was, uh, uh I, I wouldn't. I don't know. I wouldn't say that the the other team wasn't coordinated. They're actually probably a lot more coordinated. We were. They're traveling in groups. Uh, they seem to be playing smart. But then you know you have me as Reinhardt who plays it like damage. And that's <laughs> yeah. I don't think what they were prepared for. Yeah, those happen like once or twice a year. Fascinating so, stuff. Yeah. But uh, no, beyond that, you had already alluded to it. Uh, this weekend, this Saturday, is our Extra Life Game Day stream. So. For those of you who don't know what Extra Life is, it is a year-long campaign that helps raise funds for Children's Miracle Network hospitals. And uh, we here at Ready, Set, Pwn are supporting Extra Life Game Day, which is the showcase event happening on November 2nd. Um, so from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. Pacific, I am going to be online on my stream. So uh, twitch.tv slash lightforce, and I'll be playing Overwatch to start off the day. Uh, I don't know what other games I'll play. Like Ultimately, it's just where people will be around. I know, Ani, you'll be around uh, your twitch.tv slash strife. And what I'll try to do as well is uh, on uh, our Ready, Set, Pwn Twitch channel, so twitch.tv slash ready, set, pwn. I'll try to mix up sort of who we're hosting. I know we've got uh, uh, Manitou, one of our listeners, he's involved. Sam said he'd... Uh, He'd dial in and uh, play a little uh, OW, so uh, we'll get him on. But uh, I do, you know, ask if you can to tune in, cheer us on, support us. Uh, one of the other things that you can do as well is help support this fantastic initiative. Um, we are looking to raise funds for the BC Children's Hospital. Now, the easiest way to go about doing that is heading to the RSP Extra Life page. Uh, to uh, get there, you just need to go to 
extra-life.org slash team slash ready, set, pump. I've got that uh, on our Twitter account. So, you know, look for that link. And then if you come to my Twitch stream, my extra life page will be there. Um, all that stuff set up. So again, I, and I do encourage you to, to come out and you, you designed an exclusive sticker for this event. Did you not? Yeah, that's right. The, uh, the exclusive sticker is an Overwatch uh, mega health pack and it is only available until the end of the November. And the way that'll work is every sticker that you purchase from our Threadless store, all the profit from that sticker will go to the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. So it is a cool little way to not only support a good cause, but then to rock a phenomenal looking sticker. Like right. I got a picture of one on a MacBook and it looks mint. But I mean, it could, you can stick it on whatever the heck you want. You could stick it on the side of your house. You could stick it on the back of your phone. You could stick it on the bumper of your car. You could yeah. stick it on someone's back too, but that's kind of cool. <laughs> you can no longer uh, complain about not getting any healing. Just get those med packs. Exactly. I mean, you're for Genji main, you slap it on your arm and you're pretty much, you know, invincible at that point. Just go in. But uh, speaking of this episode, uh, I mentioned it earlier, we're recording a day before. So this is Monday. This episode will be coming out on Wednesday. And what that means is Tuesday is when all the biggest news ever to have <laughs> been released, not only with the Overwatch League, the Vancouver Titans and Activision Blizzard, that's going to happen after we finish this episode. So that, oh, I apologize. <laughs> Overwatch 3 confirmed. <laughs> no kidding. But uh, we do still have a lot to talk about here. Uh, we've actually got some Titans news. You know, it might not be the happiest Titans news, but we've got Titans news. Uh, and then there's everything that's been happening in the Overwatch League. It's as if, you know the entire league listens to our podcast and decided, Oh wait, RSP says we haven't been all that active. Well, let's show them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Halloween terror event still going on as there's BlizzCon stuff to talk about there. We'll watch world cup. So, you know what? Let's uh, just get straight into the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. You know, I think we jinxed the Titans because last episode, Yourself, Sam, and I, we, we were sort of saying like, hey, the Titans have been very quiet, but really, you know, is there much for them to go about doing? And we we hypothetically talked about some, you know, potential movement on their end. And little did we know, but the day that we released the podcast, Harsha was leaving the Vancouver Titans to take up the head coaching gig down in Houston. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Harsha is no longer a Vancouver Titan. He is a member of the Houston Outlaws. Does that mean Harsha's dead to us? Uh, I don't want to be that drastic. I mean, <laughs> he's been good to us, hasn't he? He's been the, basically the English-speaking face of the franchise uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like When we were talking about this in uh, RSP Chord, but the you know, people were like, oh, it's, it's good for him. It's a promotion. And I had brought the fact that well, you know, when we had our special Harsha sode, we talked specifically about what it was he, he did for the Vancouver Titans. Mm-hmm. What was the title? And he had confirmed right. he was the director of operations, not the business side, more like the team side. Right. Now, I would think the title of director is generally speaking above that of head coach, but to Sam's credit, Sam pointed out, yeah, director of operations, like going for ramen, translating, <laughs> you know, helping him shop. Like I, I love ramen. I'd take that any day. So, you know, and, and Harsha did say he was sort of the jack of all trades. Right. So it could be that this, in fact, is that, that, that step up. It seems odd in my mind, in one breath, that he would leave the Vancouver Titans where he's had success. But then in, in the next instance, Houston, I believe, is his hometown. 
Right. And, and there's the fact that like at the end of the day, he his passion lies in, in coaching. He was a content producer. And while managerial higher paying jobs are nice, he is still passionate about the game. He wants to be down in the nitty and gritty of, of coaching a team probably more. And Harsha to me was also a man of, of a striking contrast be, between uh, being the face of the franchise on one end and being shrouded in mystery on another. Like when, when we asked him, like you said, about what he did, what you don't really know a lot about Harsha. I mean, what are the reasons for his departure? Well, who knows? What was his role really with the Titans? Nobody knows. What is his workout and diet plan? Nobody knows. <laughs> but all in all, his stock, his stock right now, like before signing with the Houston Outlaws, couldn't be any higher, right? He came off of a, of a super successful first season with the Titans. He is loved by literally everyone on Twitter. The reactions were astonishing from all ends. His Korean is probably a top three level in the league among Western staff. So he has that thing going for him. So I, I wish him well. I hope he has all the success in Houston, obviously, except for the games uh, they play against us. Yeah. And we already know that he looks good in neon green. So the color adjustment is minimal for him as well. Uh, <laughs> those are my two cents. Well, the, and, you know, I, I do agree. Like his op- The opportunity that's presented to him in Houston is a good one. Like you look at Vancouver. I mean, he was not going to be the the I guess buck stops here guy. I mean that was quite clearly he was more the the value add and I'm not trying to discredit Marsha or, or or minimize his contribution, but he was unique. But in you know another instance he's also as you had said the face of the organization. When we would connect with the the team and we would talk to them it was always essentially through Harsha. I know Sam uh, spoke to Harsha uh, when I interviewed him down in, in Seattle. The idea was that that was someone that we could easily communicate with. And he was the person that connected most with our market. Simply put, he could speak English. Sim- and I'm- Symbolically, even, he was the first face we saw confirmed in the Rogers Arena in the re- at the mm-hmm. reveal party. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's for for us who are are creating content about the Vancouver Titans and 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 your conduit for a lot of the information. We've now lost that that connection, and just as the the fan base has, like we're, you know, I could easily you know reach out and say, hey, can we connect to uh, Pajon or or Andante? And you know, there's you know, possibly having a conversation. Maybe we get Michael to help translate if need be. But it's it's not as easy as saying, hey, Harsha, can we get you on, get your thoughts? Um, I am hoping we'll be able to get Harsha on between now and the start of the season. Maybe just to sort of talk about uh, the transition, what his new world will look like. Maybe get some insight as to how this all went down. Because I think, you know, as well, this change does seem somewhat sudden. Like, mm-hmm. I, was there anyone that, you know, we know of in, in the, the social media sphere that we're saying, oh, Harsha might be a, a person of interest for another team. Like, I, not to suggest that they, he, you wouldn't make a pick up the phone and say, hey, we've got an opportunity. But that was one of the last people I would have thought would have looked to leave. Hmm. Apparently, yeah, who knows? It was also pretty surprising for the team itself as well. Yeah, and, and you know, and maybe the offer that was made was a phenomenal one. Um, but the Houston Outlaws are are kind of in a weird spot right now. There's hmm. a there's quite a bit of confusion as to who actually owns the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might recall you know, those videos tuning in that uh, we talked about how there was an owner and uh, that's not necessarily true yet. The The guy that was buying into the outlaws or buying the outlaws uh, from Immortals 
Uh, he sent out some tweets looking for investors. He like reached out to Elon Musk, The Rock, uh, so Dwayne Johnson. There's like some like uh, or someone else, but it was like, hey, do you want to invest in? It? Which is kind of odd. Like right. I get that you you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, so that you got to take them. But it's just weird you do it in such a public forum with maybe people. Like, does he know these people? It, it's weird. Anyhow, uh, so you got some interesting things going on in Houston, which is also another sort of reason why I'd be kind of wondering, like, is that the best place to be today? But I do wish Harsha all the success in the world, except when you play the Vancouver Titans, as you pointed out. <laughs> what does that mean, though? Like, who is the next Harsha here in Vancouver? I would imagine they have to bring in someone else to to be that conduit. No? Maybe that's the new director that they hired not a long, long ago. Well, like, so Anthony, um, yeah. Anthony Morocco, I mean, I, uh, it could be, but I kind of got the thought, a feeling that he's more on the business side of things. So you had um, Anthony helping manage the business, but the actual sort of player personnel, that was where the, the role that Harsha played. And it's possible they have someone else that's going, or others that will pick up those duties. But simply put, I mean, in Vancouver, for them to be able to connect to the market, you know, get in front of a camera, uh, to even traditional media, get behind the microphone with us, yep. you know, the I- common denominator is going to be, you know, English. And I... I, I want to give credit to to a number of the players who who did try, like Bumper. He was trying to speak English during the the interview, right? Like that that's phenomenal. Maybe that next season, you know, you know, someone like Bumper or or Summon Slime, Summon Sue, yeah. yeah, like you know, and, and maybe that's that's the change. Maybe that's the time. Right? It's just I, I I think they'll they'll still be that void if there isn't a replacement that that Harsha sort of provided. Uh, just promote uh, Maddie. Does Maddie uh, Maddie speak Korean? She might be by now. <laughs> we should, you know, we need to get Maddie on the, the Harsh, podcast. Harsha didn't speak Korean at the start as well. Well, no, that's true. But he, he and he picked it up. So yeah, maybe like we need to get Maddie on on the podcast. Say, hey, Maddie, one, are you learning Korean? Two, are you going to be the next Harsha? <laughs> And three, what, you know, elite leaker style stuff can you tell us? We promise not to share live on a podcast. And not mentioning your name, obviously. Oh, yeah. No, no. no you know, we have it on good authority <laughs> from someone not named Maddie that. <laughs> what can you tell us, Maddie, about this person who isn't named you and told us yeah. all this stuff? Remember who, who it was that recommended uh, the promotion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um Beyond the, the news of the Harsha, the only other thing I wanted to talk about here in the payload, because again, that's that's the only news. It's big news. It is huge news. Um, well, and I didn't put it in the, the rundown, so I'm going to surprise this on you. But uh, uh, our, our good friend here, uh, For Sheep, or Wood for Sheep on Twitter, uh, he had uh, gone and Photoshopped a jersey onto uh, Rujan. Mm. And uh, apparently, I, by retweeting it, I'm playing with people's hearts. <laughs> How, like, like if he, if, if Rujan were to come to, to Vancouver, one, does he fit? And two, is this just a, a pipe dream? I don't know. It's it's nice for the novelty, but it's similar to the rumor that had him going to the NYXL. Like, he's not going to come in instead of uh, Twilight. I mean, Twilight is right now a better flex support, in my in my opinion, and many other people's opinions. Uh, I don't know. We, we do, I feel, have a gap in our DPS flexibility. Uh, there is a, 
I forgot who made it, but there's a spreadsheet that tracks rumors and signed players. And for some reason, they have Edison under uh, Vancouver Titans. I, I, for the life of me, I tried to look it up on Google and, and I couldn't really find it. But uh, Ryu Jehong, uh, no, probably not. It'll be cool uh, mm-hmm. to get his jersey. Uh, but it's a tough name to spell. And we saw some uh, <laughs> uh, spelled names already in those jersey. But uh, oh, gosh. Speaking of, so if you missed it, um, <laughs> you need to look back on our Twitter feed. But Fanatics sent someone in Europe a Vancouver Titans jersey for Soman So. Maybe it's, Soman it's Su, a, maybe it's Soman So. Maybe it's a free agency pickup, someone who's named Soman So. Yeah, maybe. Like they essentially, it's like they're like, "Oh man, we ran out of space." Don't worry, no one will notice that there's only one O at the end of the name. Like they, they did the uh, leak uh, tizzy in the past. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Maybe you're onto something here, Omni. It, it's going to be so confusing when we have so and so and so and so. How about it. that? Uh, have you seen that account on um, on Twitter? Bleep it, Salmon Sue, or something like that. They just no, I haven't. That. Oh my goodness. So they reply to any sort of owl thing related and they just mm-hmm. post Salmon Sue with like bleep it Salmon Sue. Then there's a GIF version of that with Salmon Sue just transitioning through different photos. It's weird. I don't know who's behind that thing, but it's, it's hmm. pretty funny. Interesting. It's the, you know, it's amazing that Twitter's free. Let me tell you. <laughs> the uh, last thing we'll talk about here in uh, the uh, payload is the fact that uh, those elusive commemorative Bud Light cans seem to remain elusive. Uh, I have yet to see them in a liquor store. And in our last episode, we sort of ca- casually, you know, talked about like, do we need to go in and uh, start a Kickstarter to get a two, four for the entire, uh, you know, RSP discord, maybe get Titans court in on it. Well, uh, Rockefeller, uh, over in our speaker, uh, went and checked out the liquor store and did not find them. There was no sign of them. Mm-hmm. I actually started tweeting, uh, to both, uh, Bud Canada and then as well to, uh, Anthony at the, the Vancouver Titans site. And, and neither of them replied to tell us whether or not, uh, the cans are one available yet and two, where they might be able to fa- be found. Um, they didn't even send back the Soman soon emoji that uh, <laughs> I created for Titans Court. So I'm a little disappointed. I'd, I'd like to get one of these cans. It's like one of those elusive legendary quest items, ultra rare. Oh yeah, it's, you know, uh, Thunder Furry, right? Mm-hmm. Mythic class Budweiser light. <laughs> the can the can's blue, but when you crack it open, this orange glow appears, right? Will they Is have like, how it works? I don't know. Can they have like underage players well, I guess nobody's underage on the Titans anymore, uh, so they'll get away with that. Well, what if, if, if they don't have players on the can, so like no. I, I, I have yet to see one because apparently they are so rare. You got a <laughs> spawn camp, but the I don't think they could put an underage player face on the can. Like I think uh, BC Liquor Law, our province, would prevent that. But nobody's so, underage anymore, I guess. So maybe we're. Are they are they all nineteen? Uh, that's right. Some uh, provinces have different uh, ages. You're right. So again, I mean, I, maybe they're. I don't know. I I never even considered that that might be an issue. But you throw a Vancouver Titans logo on the bad boy. Maybe and... that's exactly what they're waiting for. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, who knows? But uh, we will keep you abreast 
on whether or not those commemorative Vancouver Titans Budweiser light cans become available. The first place you'll be able to see if they are is Ready, Set, Phone. So we're going to take a quick break before we uh, dive on into uh, the fray. Okay, I, I tapped out on the, uh, I was trying to keep track of all of the transactions in the Overwatch League over the past two weeks, and uh, it was net near impossible. Like, I had a I had a list, and I know we sort of had a running joke, like, oh, well, you know, the Overwatch League site does have this all set up, and I will agree that the playoff, or the player tracker is there, but the problem is, is it doesn't tell you... Um, everything that has been happening uh, mm-hmm. when it's been happening and it doesn't really give a great idea of uh, the, the rumor side, which is where I was trying to, you know, collect other things like, you know, for instance, uh, hypothetically, uh, you know, there are trades that have yet to be announced. Like I think it was uh, Fleta going to Shanghai. Right. But I haven't seen any official, even though that broke however long ago. So what I thought we could do is just sort of run through some of the bigger, you know, trends and, and uh, tidbits of news that we've seen. And if you are interested in knowing everything that is going on in the world of the Overwatch League, uh, you know, head to overwatchleague.com. They've got a, a player tracker uh, over.gg. They too have all of the, uh, the player movement news. Uh, I imagine uh, Overbuff. Uh, uh, has that too. So over.gg and overbuff.com. And, and there's plenty of resources. Spicy rumors up on uh, competitive Overwatch subreddit. Yeah, so it, it was pretty difficult to keep track. And I feel like the Michael Jackson popcorn gif every time news breaks. Because <laughs> there are a lot of story storylines out there. Some of them are quite delicious. I think we should uh, maybe talk about first uh, about the partial runaway sign- signing to Mayhem. In Atlanta. And- uh, we saw um, Flowervin and, and Runner celebrate the fact that he is done with his military service, and and he did visit. He did confirm that he went to uh, the USA to yeah, because he's he's going to BlizzCon, right, right, and he also confirmed that he spoke with some teams. Oh, I did not see that. I know he oh. I knew he'd say he was going to BlizzCon because there were people that wanted to speak to him. Right. And so I add that. Add that to the fact that Slasher, a very uh, reputable source for all Overwatch League leaks, he was able to confirm that they uh, did the, the Florida Mayhem signed a bunch of uh, Runaways coaches and three of their players. So a lot of Runaways, not like the current version of Runaway players, are still underage, but they did sign the support line and another player, uh, which uh, if it, like dodges me his name, I forgot, but but they are on on the verge of signing who they can from that team. So that looks like a good move for them because apparently signing Runaway, uh, who are not OWL level, can actually work out pretty well. And <laughs> when you are the Florida Mayhem, um, <laughs> it's really easy to improve. So so two questions for you here. First and foremost, when you sign Runaway Light, does that actually give you the same pop that signing Runaway itself is like because the Vancouver Titans signed the team the Florida Mayhem are 
signing some of the team. Like I, to me, I get that there are, there are players who individually deserve to be in the overwatch league. And I'm not trying to say the, right. the, you know, the iteration of runaway after our runaway isn't OWL love on. I'm not saying that whatsoever. It's just to me, it's a whole lot different when you bring an entire team, the fact that they know all the players know each other. Uh, they know it's the hive mind and you lose the hive mind with the way that Florida is doing it. True. Uh, I, I get it, and still, you you still gotta bring that doubt because it is Florida. But they, it seems like they are keeping, uh, you know, Saya player and some of their better players. So there might be something to to work with there. Uh, yeah. So I think it was uh, Lee Jae Gon and uh, Gangnam Jin. I'm probably making all the Korean speaking uh, listeners now cringe really, really hard. But they are apparently signing the support line and we know like it's different from what we did when we tried and tried to sign the entire team but again because it's florida it can only be an improvement and including you know the signing of the uh, coaching staff and they did they did uh, see success in contenders like flower event i don't know what it is about runaway but they man they find those unknown players and they go into that system and they pop off so that could be a great uh starting point for them and maybe once uh, some of the more um you know desired players i know mag is a really one a really one that everybody's looking for so basically the off tank currently on runaway is like the biggest name but he's he's turning 18 i think just in june so it's pretty early to sign him who knows? Maybe they'll just join up. Because I, I know, everybody knows that like they are looking at what the Titans were able to do. So why not emulate that even partially, right? The second question, in a matchup versus Vancouver Titans runaway versus Florida Mayhem runaway, which team do runaway fans support? Because I know there are listeners of our podcast who followed runaway to Vancouver. And they continue to follow contenders runaway and have over the course of, of the season. And now mm. their players are now getting opportunities. This will always occur. I'm, I'm conflicted because I did not follow runaway. I follow the Vancouver Titans. That's, right. you know, when I became more interested in, in the overwatch league and competitive overwatch was when Vancouver got a team and I'm old school. I, I don't, mm. you don't see me like, Oh, if I'm a big fan of bumper, I love bumper. But if he suddenly was playing for the Dallas fuel, oh, good luck bumper but I'm not going to follow him no more. Like, mm-hmm. and I get that that is different in the world of esports, where people follow the players. That's what they're associated with. So that There's comes a- back to that question, which team do you cheer for? Are you just happy that one of the teams is going to well, win? If you're a runaway uh, fan, I have an easy answer to you. It's kind of like that question of if you've got two kids, who do you love more? Well, obviously it's the more talented <laughs> and successful one. So yeah, you love both <laughs> equally, but the more talented, successful one, just that little bit more. Yeah, okay. I see. I see what you're you're you're, you're throwing down. Uh, yeah. So that's that's a cool storyline. Uh, Paris apparently signing uh, Korean players the, now. And their element mystic is essentially right, recruiting. Right. Sparkle was by far the most coveted D- DPS out there. Uh, they released uh, Ryu Jehong. Are they going to keep soon in AKM? Uh, oh, sorry, not AKM, but are they going to keep soon in there who was the face of the franchise? I think they do. Yeah. So a mixed roster. San Francisco Shock definitely verified that it can work done correctly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like the reason I say they, they keep soon is one, the hype when they went and, right. and acquired him and the fact that, uh, you know, he speaks the language. I mean, and I know that, and I'm not trying to, to, to harp on language as I did sort of earlier, but it is important. You need that connection. You need to be able to converse in the language of, of those you wish to connect with in a local market. And Overwatch League has made it very clear. They want to be like traditional sports in that sense. They want to connect to these local markets. So, you know, being a, par- a paracetamol player means you need to be able to converse in French or have someone that can provide the connection to to Paris, whereas just like us here in Vancouver, English, and it's just no different than any other US or, or any base team. Especially with the fact that they're going to play in Paris in this season. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that. But but that's pretty surprising. Probably the most sign- like surprising news by far this offseason. Um, I don't know. Then we have teams that... We got Toronto going Toronto. to Canada. Team Canada, that's pretty crazy. We already have a confirmation that Agilities is going there. Maybe sure for it seems all rumors indicate that that's the case. Because uh, uh, Gladiators are, they seem to be retooling. They released uh, not just sure for but also um, Hydration, who went to mm-hmm. Houston again to play under Harsha. <laughs> uh, Valiant giving so... away their star in face of the franchise that are town rival i'm I'm not sure what's going on there that, well they're working within a budget like any yeah. business or organization does i so if you missed it uh it came out uh that uh that the la valiant were quote unquote broke <laughs> now they might be broke they might not be broke their response was that we're not broke. That was irresponsible reporting. We're simply working within a budget as if they were mutually exclusive (laughs) terms. Yeah. If you have no money, you're probably more likely to try to work within the budget of money you do have. Like it, you can also have more money than you can, you know, shake a stick at yet. You'll still have a budget. Like I, I don't see how that defense works. Anyhow. Every team situation within a budget. And the first reply to that ridiculous letter was uh, somebody photoshopped that letter to say we we're broke. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, it, it is the Valiant situation is really weird because you had, you had potential yeah, and now they're, they've chosen to go into, I don't know what's we, I don't think we ever came up with the, the proper term, but the money sure. ball it's more of a garage sale because well okay it is but their their approach to new talent is is yeah. is money ball they're looking at the metrics to ensure that they get the best value i mean what do we call that money torb like oh money hammond probably yeah uh, and now glads have og in space apparently is also going there pretty interesting and another like key storyline from this off season so far and i'm sad that we don't have sam here to talk about it it's the end of lunatic high Soul, they they released um, Ryu Jehong, Toby, and Zumba, who are now looking for a team. Apparently, uh, they are getting um, offers. Maybe they'll even sign up together. But for now, that that's whole storyline has ended. It's mm-hmm. kind of sad. W- what used to be, you know, the peak of Overwatch for so many years until OWL came to be. Uh, yeah. Well, and I, you know, it, it's funny you mention that because like one of the first conversations that Sam and I had had about competitive Overwatch was him, you know, he was asking me like, how did I get in, into into it? And he was telling me like, yeah, it was all Lunatic High. I was, he was following and that sort of 
what uh, what was the hook. So with the hook gone, good goodness, you might you know become so depressed and despondent that you'll get nice Sam. He might right. start cheering for the Toronto Defiant for all we know. <laughs> Maybe. Well, he is very adamant about not cheering for Toronto though in basketball, so. Uh. Maybe not, but but they did sign profit and uh, gesture, so that's a good pickup. Uh, I'd say it's a it's time to improve. And right now, when when you have only one single team in Korea and there are home stands, you can basically get anyone. In my opinion, any Korean player would want to play for that team. So. Any, anything else we need to talk about here? I mean, again, there's there's so much. It's all going to happen. Like We're recording Monday night. Everything's happening. It's going to break down on the 29th of October, Tuesday, because... Houston having 25 DPS players, maybe? <laughs> well, that, that you know, maybe they know that there's a new adjustment in Overwatch 2 meta. Probably, yeah. It can go... Uh, it's, it's a battle royale now, and you need all the damage you can get. <laughs> yeah, except that they'll get into build fights. <laughs> and like Torb will be rekitted to start like building like you know towers and stuff, so there'll be a Torb on every team. And you know, Brig, yeah. she's gonna get like redone as well. And, uh, and yeah. Maywalls now stack and they're permanent. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh dear lord, we shouldn't choke. It's so possible. Bastion sitting on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you got five maze, one Bastion, and you know. But, uh. He's on the top of five stackable walls that don't disappear. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Overwatch before we dive into the big news, which is what is happening this weekend in BlizzCon. So uh, Halloween Terror is still happening. Uh, the past two weeks were your opportunity to score uh, your uh, exclusive skins. And if you didn't get them, sucks to be you. Because I, <laughs> I don't know if they'll re-release. Like maybe maybe they will like I, I i'm no longer going to be you know that exclusive uh sombra running around in a demon hunter because that's part of you know halloween terror event so that was my blizzcon award last year um archives is i think when they run it all and anniversary is when they run everything out so it might be maybe it'll show up then but uh there is one more week you have until november 4th to get the final skin just by getting your nine wins mm-hmm. and it, nine wins in any mode so please, you know, get your nine wins just to get that exclusive digital loot that, you know, you'll miss if you don't. Um, I was playing a little uh, Mystery Heroes with with Sam this weekend. Uh, he was actually uh, complaining about the fact that uh, he doesn't know the controls <laughs> still. And then I see him in competitive. Like, I, I don't get Sam. Like, he's learning. I guess he's learning how to play the game in competitive. Like, that's probably the best place to learn. He'll be asking you, hey, what what is that small keyboard, rounded keyboard thing next to the keyboard with the two buttons and the rolling thing on it? Uh, it's it's your your additional <laughs> keyboard. Don't use that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he, we were playing a little Mr. Heroes this weekend, uh, and it's it's funny when he gets a character that he just does not like. Hmm. Good old Sam. Uh, but uh Beyond that, uh, we don't know much more what's going on in the world of Overwatch. There's a new patch in the PTR with minor tweaks and that. But I think the big news as to what's going to be happening with Overwatch happens this weekend. So if you've been living under a rock and you've been a fan of the Activision Blizzard, uh, BlizzCon is this weekend. Now, we talked a little bit about this in the last episode. It'll be an interesting BlizzCon. Uh, only because this is now the first public-ish 
event and showcase where people can and will probably express their opinion on certain geopolitical matters. So I'm curious how Blizzard is going to go in and and deal with that, considering they have done a piss poor job at you know dealing with the everything since you know they went and rock that boat nice and good. <laughs> There's also expectations that BlizzCon 2019 has more pop than BlizzCon 2018 does. To give you a quick history lesson, BlizzCon 2018 had a whole lot of potential going for it. People were looking for huge things. They were ending BlizzCon with Diablo. And the idea was like, oh my goodness, we're going to see Diablo 4. I've been waiting for this my entire life. (laughs) And they make the announcement of a mobile game called Diablo Immortal. Guys, peace out. Have fun. And like the reaction was like, what are you talking about? You have a PC-centric audience. And you're like, hey, everyone, go go grab this mobile game. And then, uh, you know, uh, having, you know, someone actually respond on stage like, well, y'all have phones, don't you? <laughs> yes, because all of us PC gamers are wanting to go over to mobile any chance we get. Forever etched in history, this uh, phrase will be. And, you know, there's the, the red shirt fan who will be, you know, immortalized forever in, in, in Activision Blizzard lore, who during a, a Q&A got up and, and he asked, I quote, uh, I just was wondering, uh, is this an out of season April Fool's joke? The audience cheers. The developer's response, no. It's a fully-fledged Diablo experience on mobile, which everybody will get to play, and hopefully, which will bring new heroes to Sanctuary, as well as welcoming our community back into it, and something we're very excited about. Yeah, yeah, because that's totally reading the audience real well. Yeah, you know that there is some suit in a shareholder's meeting just saying, oh, we gotta have a mobile presence game. Let's do Diablo 4. And, and, and the developers, they're like, Okay, we, we all got phones. Well, and you know what? I have. I don't fault them for looking at mobile. Like I think they right. should. I think right. they should be building out mobile experiences. There is. There's one huge market there to be uh, uh, leveraged, and everyone does have but, phones. Yeah, but not instead of what what's been like <clears throat> on the wish list of everybody. And but it's Diablo Four. But that's the other component. Why is Diablo last at BlizzCon 2018 in, in essentially the showcase spot, the end of the keynote to announce this phenomenal mobile game? Like it, it, There's all sorts of things wrong. Anyhow, BlizzCon 2019 has set some much bigger expectations. So let's talk a little bit about what some of those expectations are. Uh, leaks have come out about Overwatch 2. Uh, there are some images of a stylized uh, Overwatch uh Icon and uh, the two next to it uh, with a sort of redone tracer. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one with, uh, I think it was Baptiste. Have you uh, seen the Reinhardt? Have you seen the Reinhardt? I have not seen the Reinhardt. Oh, you got to go see it. I just put in in Discord. You got to just go see it and react live. Let's see the gasp. Let's hear the gasp from uh, our friend. Oh, Reinhardt got older. Yeah. I Look actually, you know, I don't that- mind that, Ryan beard is amazing yeah no i I want that skin like i want like i wish (laughs) i could you know have that now but like i it it gives me thought to it being almost a a redone engine or an updated engine yeah right like that i i I start wondering is that something that we're going to see in in the existing platform uh 
there's also a uh, discussion that uh, Overwatch 2 is introducing that, you know, PVE or story mode uh, where your characters will have uh, scalable or levelable uh, traits. Mm-hmm. Um, if you actually follow the history of Titan, this, this was the project that uh, Blizzard was working on before it was canceled. And then the remnants of Titan is what we got with Overwatch. Titan was originally going to be very much like an, an, an RPG slash MMO. They were taking what they did with World of Warcraft and they were essentially creating a new game, but with what they learned from World of Warcraft playing, the problem is it became too much of everything. And as a result, they decided to cancel it and then they repurposed it and overwatch is what we got. This has me wondering if maybe they're now going back to Titan's roots with the sort of the PVE side. Hmm. Right. And that, that progression existed in Titan. Like when you go back and watch some of the videos, uh, with Jeff Kaplan and, and, um, whatnot, they were talking about, you know, here's sort of our idea and what we were thinking of doing. So Uh, that'll be interesting. Overwatch, uh, like from, from Blizzard, they were obsessed with bringing in more new players and everybody has already played Overwatch, so if you love comp, with all the problems that you have with, with uh, you know, uh, the meta and, and balancing, that, that's all fine. But how do you bring new players? And Blizzard have done a lot of uh, promotions, uh, you know, the free weekends. And, and now everybody who, everyone who wants to play Overwatch already does, and they, they get more accounts, and they get uh, Smurfs accounts, or, or they leave. And, and new players... Uh, they have constantly complained, even when the game was released. Well, where is the campaign? Even in, even Call mm-hmm. of Duty to this very day comes out with a, a single player uh, campaign, and and everybody uh, always praises like the short archives when they were still novel and you played them for the fa- uh, for the first time. Everybody was like really happy with those little additions. Like, how cool will it be to have a fully fledged uh, single player? To me personally, it sounds like a very exciting prospect. I mean, originally I never was into uh, online multiplayers, and I was one of those weird people who actually got Call of Duty for the single player campaign. Well, until, I'm one of those people, like actually, yeah, until it started uh, being really, really bad. Yeah. and when they transitioned to just focusing on online, but I think it could be great for Overwatch or Overwatch. Two uh, from leaks. Take everything here with a grain of salt because there's nothing confirmed. And don't come back to me. It's like, hey, you promised us this and that. Anyways, what it looks to be, or 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 the premises, it's going to be more of a Left for Dead uh, type of game. Uh, if you ever play that, you basically co-op with a bunch of friends and you go through these story mode campaigns and the, through various challenges. And if Blizzard is smart, uh, smart they will. Uh, bring in some of those strengths from those games where even if you do play the same campaign over and over, it has a lot of variability to it and random occurrences. I hope they do that. Uh, it's going to be fun. Imagine Junkenstein, but with a lot of more or, or the archives, uh, um, you know, events with a lot of more continuation. And from the leak, sc- leaked screenshots, we did see the tracer image with a lot of different uh, skills that stack mm-hmm. up. They show like this is level one, level five, level 10. So you will definitely pick up that character and it will carry over in, in a much longer campaign. It could go for hours. Who knows? Um, well, that's the thing, though, is building, like, you think about it, the replayability factor is this, if every character in the game currently right. can be leveled up, and, and the, the level isn't transferable between characters, 
Like you're going to have people, you're going to have someone like me. I'm going to go and I'm going to start the damn thing as Reinhardt. Right. Yeah. But then eventually I might go and start playing as May and I'll continue to go back and invest more and more time because I'm going to want to min max every single character. Right. So that's kind of where the uh, replayability comes in. And I'm in a perfect scenario, you'll have all uh, characters available and, but that, will probably be a huge undertaking. But we did hear some some weird hints from Jeff Kaplan in, in previous, uh, you know, it, like year two years ago even. He, he hinted at something really big that the Overwatch team is working on. And we saw from from uh, leaks from within Blizzard, business leaks of, of them putting huge amount of developers and, and money into Overwatch. And nobody really knew what that was. And, and this is probably it, Overwatch 2. So we don't really know if it's be a completely separate thing or maybe it'll be just Overwatch 2.0. Like the patch right now, I think it's 1.41. And we've always gone up, and but it, but it, will all, but it was always one point something. And maybe like with uh, uh, Fortnite Chapter 2 or whatever mm-hmm. you're yeah. going to call it, maybe that's what it's going to be. And and the engine will be updated a little bit. And and, and I'm not sure how it will impact um, competitive scene. I'm, I'm, I'll be shocked if they will come up with a whole new uh, competitive uh, scene where they will come out and say, okay, now it's a new game online with those stackable uh, uh, leveled um, abilities. I highly doubt that that will happen, especially with Overwatch League. They cannot just say to the teams, hey, now you will have to play Overwatch uh, 2 in the upcoming season. So maybe they will have some like showcases. I'm not sure. It's probably be a separate thing. And and slowly but steadily, they'll just leak over uh, the different skins and, and maybe the beautification of the game or the newer engine towards uh the the new um the new thing but what did but what what's interesting about competitive because this is still an over overwatch league uh um uh, pod here is that some of those leaks state that not only will we get some new heroes as the the leaks uh showing and if you don't want to be spoiled uh yeah, you the spoiler uh, alert episode but we did uh, have uh, did see a confirmation in that screenshot that I sent you, Light Force of Echo. That uh, I don't know if it's even an Omnic. It's a really advanced uh, type of character flying there next to Mercy. So well, we know like, Echo is going to be a hero. Like that right. was confirmed by Jeff. Sure, just he said not yet. And what a perfect time it will be to introduce her in Overwatch Two. And then we saw another screenshot of Sojourn, which is interestingly enough looks like a Canadian hero as she yeah. has that maple, maple emblem on her uh, sleeve. So maybe you will introduce uh, new characters that will carry over towards competitive, and it'll be a cool way to learn about their abilities and their lore. And 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 the one thing that I'm super super excited about is apparently a new map. And a new mode is rumored to be included in the game. It's called Push. Some some uh, users online have speculated it'll be kind of like a tug of, of war. Imagine a payload uh, dead center in the map and the, both teams trying to push it towards the uh, other end or, or pulling it. So something like that could be cool because uh, I think it'll be cool to introduce a whole new uh, mode. We've been uh, with you know Control, Assault, and Hybrid and Payload maps escort it's actually officially called uh, since day one it'll be a huge uh you know uh mm-hmm. addition to co- the competitive world and apparently and this this is a, a bit of news that i'm uh, quite upset about it's rumored to be uh toronto the first uh, push map will be a toronto 
map. And I'm oh, yeah. upset about it because that brings the chances of, of ever getting a Vancouver map really, really down. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, I agree. I'm a little disappointed that we'll see the CN Tower as opposed to the Lions Gate Bridge and, mm-hmm. and what have you. Or heck, you know, wouldn't it have been awesome if it was a Vancouver map with the, the Harbor Center there and we could have just said, and- yeah, see, that's the Ready, Set, Pwn map. Vancouver would have been such an amazing map for uh, a payload map. Imagine like we actually have like three different sections of going through downtown, then through the Lionsgate Bridge and into the mountains with... Oh man! I, well, I'm, you know, yeah, you could. Well, I mean, even it, let's say change the reverse. Start sort of in the North Shore, cross the Lionsgate Bridge. Got to yeah. go through Stanley Park and then into downtown yeah. Vancouver. Like, yeah. boom, boom, boom. I just get upset by thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Vancouver fits the Overwatch aesthetic so much. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, it's funny. So when I when I was reading up about this this mode called push, where yeah, it's a, like a single payload where you're pushing or, or pulling as you did. It's kind of intriguing to consider that that's pretty much how a lot of people currently pay play payload like the defending (laughs) team how many times have you seen someone on defense they just camp out on the payload because they think they need to be there to get it to slowly reverse right like i i actually was in a match yesterday where someone told this this guy like hey man we're 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 essentially spawn camping like we we were rolling them and yet Mm -hmm. our may is just hanging out on the payload chilling and so someone's like you don't have to be there it's gonna move what I've been playing this for years. I think you're wrong. <laughs> Anyhow. So if we're already doing it, that's just embracing the meta like full scale. Um, I am, I am genuinely interested to see what will happen. Another rumor as well was that overwatch as we know it today will become free to play. And then the, mm-hmm. the newer experience will become the, like the new triple a price or whatever it be in that the price point for me will be the curiosity that's involved in all of this because Overwatch as a game currently started as a AAA product that you bought and suddenly got free updates for life, hmm. right? Everything in that game is almost accessible simply by playing. So how Overwatch 2 evolves and creates a, a positive revenue stream, I, I'm curious to see how they approach it. Like, is it going to be like how Epic has function you know created fortnite fortnite's free to play if you play the battle royale eventually save the world will be free to play allegedly but uh where do they make all their cash it's all the cosmetics and the dances and and whatnot like that's where they make bank so i know activision blizzard is looking at what epic does and says you know maybe we can do something too whether that's in overwatch 2 who knows so if you want that uh genji in a hoodie which looks pretty nice (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Genji in a hoodie who starts doing the Carlton. Wallet. Yeah. Um what else is going to be coming down at BlizzCon? Well, the word is that Diablo 4 is going to be announced. And I can't imagine uh it not being announced at this point. Like I, I don't see how Blizzard uh can come out on the stage to talk about Diablo without Diablo 4, unless they introduce something like World of Diablo, which I don't imagine they will. Have you heard the weird rumors about it, about Diablo 4? I have not heard much about Diablo okay. 4, but... This is, again, take it with a grain of salt. But if it turns out right, you can tell, like, oh, yeah, I heard it in Ready, Sit, Pawn. But it might be a first-person RPG oh. running on the Overwatch engine, so... Well, you know, and actually, th- to be honest, that would be kind of kind of neat, though... Uh, 
I'm con- like here. I was I was chatting with friends. Like I I miss the old RTS series that Warcraft used to be able to provide. Yeah. Like when you had Warcraft works versus humans. Like I I love the RTS format. That's where I I got my start with with Blizzard. Ah, uh, you're preaching to the choir here. You know I I you know you can reforge every single R- Warcraft RTS, and I will give you some you know slow kill up here but like i just want a new rts like especially with the graphics engines that are available today and and the 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 computing power that that yes. they have access to warcraft 4 maybe yeah maybe. um I, i'm also concerned if we are talking about diablo like the my one wish one wish for it i i i will play it even if it's an fps i don't mind but please make it dark and scary again. Make it like those Dark Souls games look. Because when Diablo 3 came out, it had freaking rainbows in it. It was so World of Warcrafty in terms which, of how it looked. Which was oh. darker, one or two? Uh, I feel two was. Maybe. Because Just, you, you, like they, 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 they killed off work. <laughs> like, I, I was I was really small when when Diablo one came out and when I started playing man it, it was scary as hell oh yeah like and uh, and I mean the graphics back then essentially yeah. you you played with like a dark filter on your screen with a little yeah. glowing light around your character that was it like um, Diablo two I felt was darker but that was when they started to almost darken the story to some extent. Hmm. Um, you're right. Diablo three didn't feel as dark. Um, and then, you know, I'm disappointed. There's no longer Deckard Kane. I mean, they might resurrect him in Diablo four. I'd be surprised if they don't, or maybe like a spirit guide or something like that, or you become an angel or something like that. They'll probably shoot him in. Oh, and then, uh, beyond that, what else is going to be happening? Starcraft probably needs some love. Although, I believe uh, word has it that the StarCraft uh, project that uh, they were working on uh, was put on the back burner and then all the staff and development resources were put into like, I think Overwatch and was it Diablo? So you think they canceled StarCraft Ghost 2? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to work on StarCraft Ghost 3 right now. Um, World of Warcraft is going to get an expansion because like it does pretty much at every effing BlizzCon. I, I I fired up WoW Classic. I enjoyed it for a month, but I I don't know how they they. And not to suggest that World of Warcraft is broken, but I don't know how they fix it. Like it, it's it now feels dated, mm. and it's not something they can suddenly just go and go poof. And here's a new engine, new graphics, and like it's at some point in time, I kind of feel they need to bridge from what we know as wow today into like new wow which is or instead of just continuing to put money into wow where you pay this crazy ass monthly subscription like i i can't for the life of me figure out how people unless they're really into it look to pay that monthly sub sub yeah especially you know considering like i i, I yeah i i pay for a nintendo switch online i have an xbox live account i have a playstation uh uh, network account. Like I, and, I pay for all these subscriptions, but I'm paying like a an annual cost. That's like I think my PlayStation Network is the most expensive, and it's like sixty bucks. And what would you assume is the ratio of full time working adults? Uh, what is the ratio of those people playing in WoW? 
Oh yeah. yeah. When I played it was when I was in my university days. Right. And now those people can't really invest that same amount of time into that game. No. I mean, it, and that's the struggle. Like it, it's the gateway. The way the game is structured too, is that you, if you start today, having not been in for a while, sure. There's ways to sort of fast forward, but the game is still built around that was know, the, uh, the social well, action. Yeah, yeah. That was magic that you could just sink in all those hours into that game. Yeah. The, uh, that's, I also, again, it sort of gets me reminiscing. That's where I want, you know, bring, give me my, my Warcraft RTS. Hmm. I just want Warcraft RTS. Um, there could be other things happening too. Who knows? Maybe they'll drop news on a new title. Hearthstone, probably going to get some love. Um, Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of thoughts. <laughs> Goblins, maybe? Or, or oh, Vikings? Vikings? Might oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, bring, bring back the... Uh, uh, three Vikings. Um, Imagine if they introduced them as like uh, Overwatch characters. Oh, but then you have Torb is kind of like. Uh, well, and that's the, I, every <laughs> yeah. The Lost Vikings is totally Torb. Um, oh, uh, the other things that might happen at BlizzCon is um, sort of discussion about what the future holds. Though I wouldn't hold our breath. I mean, the keynote is generally where you get all the big news. Uh, you don't have to pay for the virtual ticket to get that virtual tickets, just going to get you everything else much more in depth. And that's up to you. I'm not, I'm not buying the virtual ticket this year. I thought about it, but I just, there's no compelling reason that I, I feel I need to, none of the virtual ticket in-game items have me feeling like I'm going to miss out. Like, sure. I want to run around as Illidan and, in. uh, in Overwatch, but yeah, we're all going to watch the keynote, and then that's you know the announcements is what yeah, where the bigger biggest hype is, anyways. Yeah, and I you know the uh, only other thing that I've I've ever noticed is that like you know WoW Classic beta was for those who had active the subscription to WoW. Like there was no for the virtual ticket, there wasn't anything else that you got that that you you know would compel you to go and, and spend the money. So if you are, I, I'm not, I don't judge. Please, you know. Yeah, have at it. Maybe you'll consume all the content. That's the other thing. I'm not going to sit there all day on Friday because I have to work, and then I'll get on Saturday. I can't because we're doing our extra live stream. So, just Ugh, I, and I hate those there. those Overwatch skins, skins that I've introduced. Yeah. Remember what I said about that WoW aesthetic? Yeah, I don't want it in my Overwatch. I don't want purple, green, neon green, and purple characters. Please. <laughs> rent rent is done. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the Overwatch World Cup because that is also happening uh, over the course of BlizzCon. So starting on uh, Thursday, October thirty first, uh, the uh, non top five teams that uh, find their way to Anaheim are going to go into a bracket tournament. Uh, they are then going to be seeded into five brackets. They'll play first to three matches. The sixth to tenth seeds, which are the United Kingdom, Australia, Sweden, Russia, and Finland, will all then get buys into the second round of each bracket. Uh, out of that, then uh, come uh, teams that will then play the uh, top five. So on Friday, so the following day, the five teams that advance from the play-in tournament get seeded into two groups, along with first to fifth, that's South Korea, Canada, China, France, and the United States. They will each play a three-map match against all teams in the group. Top three teams by record will advance from each group, with them after insurance shows the tiebreaker. So <laughs> Thursday is like the crazy everyone's playing in to get into the weekend. Uh, a whole lot of gameplay. 
And then uh, from there, the medal round starts on Saturday at 10, a, 10 15 in the morning Pacific. And that's where the top six teams begin bracket play. Top two teams get a first round by uh, the next two will play each other matches. First to three map wins winner. Then two second round matches advances to the gold medal match. Loser of the second round match will complete with bronze. Were you, you paying attention to all that? Oh, hell yeah. I, I always tune in for uh Overwatch uh, World Cup, and I will be cheering for our boys in red and white. So, uh, you know, I I am going to be, obviously, all aboard the Go Canada Go train here. Of course. But is this Canadian team just, like, last year's Canadian team, I I almost want to say punched above their weight class. The year before, they were good. They were a favorite last year. I think they sort of punched above the weight but you you saw like against uh, i think it was was it team gb where they 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 lost to china right and yeah like i i i kind of feel this year because it's the same team mm-hmm. like functionally you know we're looking at the same team and as a result i don't know if like i get their top five based on performance but i don't know yeah. if they're top five the top five team there yeah uh th- the biggest storylines are, well, obviously they can't compete with Team South Korea. I don't believe any team can uh, are capable of beating them. Uh, the biggest thing is, can they uh, beat the U.S. or advance <laughs> further than the U.S.? And I hope that we'll get that matchup in this year. Uh, well, that, that's I, the only metric that, like, for those who don't understand Oh, that's you know, the only Canadian thing that sport, matters. Yeah. yeah, in Canada, it's, did we beat the U.S. or did we do better than the United States? At that point, it's almost measured as a success. Right. But other than that, I, I, I wish them a lot of luck. And if they burn out quickly, I, I'll cheer for our boy Haxal to pop off and show how, why he's the best DPS in the world. There is a uh, watch party um, for those who are looking for something at the gaming stadium, an official Overwatch uh, World Cup Canada watch party uh, where they've partnered with the UBC Sports Association and against him. But I don't know if you... You uh, saw the tweets, but uh, Team Canada tweets out this event. They don't tag UBC Esports. They don't tag the gaming stadium. Uh, One of the uh, staff from the gaming stadium sort of replies says, hey, guys, you know, it would have been nice if you tagged us. So I don't know if it's, you know, Karku or whoever is running the the Twitter account. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, uh, our friends at UBC Esports. And they tag UBC, they don't tag the gaming stadium. So then RSP obviously has to get in on this action. We're like, oh, and you mean like at the gaming stadium underscore CS2, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't respond. I, it's, I, I feel Team Canada, or at least the competitive Overwatch scene in Canada, maybe needs to be more competitive. It, it feel like I have nothing against the players that have been selected, but I think that the players that were selected don't necessarily fit as the best. Like here, actually let's talk a little bit about XUC. This is an argument that comes up in, in RSP court. It occasionally shows its face in, in Titans court. Uh, XUC deserves to be in the overwatch league. Maybe he does, but he's, not really playing competitive Overwatch. Like if you watch his content creation on Twitch, his streams, he's playing Overwatch from time to time, but he's playing everything else. Like he's not, that's like 
to me, a professional athlete who used to be good at this sport and excelled in it, but then diversified. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, they're no, not necessarily going to be the best at, in class for that. Now, he might be the best main tank in, that Canada has, but he, he was, XQC was, you know, starting. There was no question about that. Yeah. Right. Like, and I, you look at it like, uh, for a team Canada, you got Agilities, Mangachu, Surefor, uh, XQC, Note, Crimzo, Bonnie. Though that's, that's your team. That's essentially last year's team. Yeah. I'm concerned mostly with, uh, what's going to, well, if we are really, <laughs> truly concerned about the games themselves. Uh, he's, his Arisa is pretty good, but I'm not sure if he can play Sigma pretty well. Uh, well, so I haven't not, seen him play Sigma. Right. So he's not really flexible, but Arisa is a staple of the current meta too. Yeah. So that might be a good thing. He also seems to have a good rapport with, with the, with the players and he has some leadership skills in game too. And you know what? In the past, people always have always asked, like, is he actually OWL level? Is he ready to compete? And apparently every time he kind of proved himself not to be the weakest link on the team. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Um, you're probably right. But then again, the World Cup is kind of like a celebration of sorts. It's not mm. really... Uh, I so ha- having Having him there will bring a lot of value uh, in terms of viewership to the stream and a lot of the you know, well, he's talking. A, and- he's a personality. Like, And I, I, I feel that like XQC is arguably one of the more popular, you know, players in the competitive scene. Oh, but I, he's the top one that's associated with the Overwatch. Yeah. yeah. Like I, that's, he, and in fact, like I look at, if I, if I'm in living in his world and I have absolutely no insight into it, but if I'm living in his world and I have a choice, I'm going to continue content creation. Cause if, if I'm, if I'm in it to have fun and, and make yeah. money, there's nothing I think in the Overwatch League side of things that's going to go and yeah, that, match what he's able to do today by just firing up Twitch and smashing keyboards. That's why he's not there in the first place, right? Cause, True. Cause he, if he did grind and he, if that was his goal, I'm sure he was able to get there. Uh, but you know, he's uh, very uh, like uh, openly supporting the fact that he's a Canadian, he's proud of his country, which I like, and yeah. uh, he's up there to represent his country. So Yeah, and I'm not again, I, I I want him to succeed. Yeah. I, I, like I, I it's just <laughs> and and I just feel that when I'm talking sort of about the team, it, like I don't know, maybe they was an extremely competitive scrims and and whatnot. But the moment that the the you know coaching staff and and the fact that you have Jane as, as GM comes is now it's like people are like, oh yeah, here's your team. Here's your roster. These are James guys. Uh, and Team Canada has that weird thing where uh, we don't have a lot of great Overwatch talent, but it's very top heavy. So you have your Surefors, you have your Notes, you know, you got those bona fide uh, perennial all the Overwatch League talent that you can't really get by by not having there unless you decide on going that, you know, route where you just try to showcase new talent uh, to expose them to the world, which seems not to be the case. And and it shouldn't be. When you have that chance to compete and get to the finals, why do that? So yeah. Fair enough. 
So I think we've talked a whole lot over the course of this episode. So why don't we wrap things up? Just a reminder, because we led the episode off, is that Saturday, November 2nd is Extra Life Game Day. Myself, Omni, and a few others, we're going to be online throughout the day playing Overwatch, playing all sorts of other games to help raise funds for the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. If you can spare a donation, uh, it's very easy uh, to do so, you just go to extra-life.org slash team slash ready, set, poem. Uh, that is out there in Twitter, Facebook. You'll see it uh, published over the next few days as well. Uh, you can also come to my Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash lightforce. Uh, Oni is twitch.tv slash onistrife, as well as twitch.tv slash ready, set, poem. We're going to be live throughout the day. I hope that we can meet or exceed the goal that we've set. So my personal fundraising goal is 750 U.S., and uh, I am currently a third of the way there. We haven't even had started game day yet, and we're already a third of the way there. So I'm pretty excited by that. Our team goal is $1,500 US. And uh, we are about uh, 20% of the way to that. So I'm hoping that we get there. I know those are aggressive numbers, but uh, I, I truly think we can do it. I mean, it's a, a phenomenal community that we have that follow us here at Ready, Set, Pwn. And as well, I think it's just in the broader Vancouver Titans uh, uh, here, I think we can make magic happen. And it's a phenomenal cause. Uh, the BC Children's Hospital is near and dear to me. But uh, Extra Life supports Children's Miracle Network hospitals throughout North America. That is where the money goes. 100% of what you donate goes to the hospitals. And uh, for those of you who happen to live in Canada and the U.S., if you are eligible, those uh, donations can also uh, become tax deductible. So it is truly a charitable cause, and that's just one that I've I've done for the last four years. Right. And if you can't really donate or help, it just you can help us by <clears throat> just spreading the word and retweet or so share it on social media. Yeah. And, you know, tune in, share, like hang out with us, talk to us. Oh um, yeah. One of the toughest things if you've, and I, I am by no means uh, a content creator, but one of the toughest things to do is to talk, to entertain. Like I, I, I watch uh, on, on Twitch. I'm often watching Dr. Lupo. And uh, for those who, who follow him, you, they, you all probably know he's huge into charitable giving. In fact, like he is raised over a million dollars himself for, for St. Jude hospital uh, in the United States, which is unbelievable. But this is a guy who for a living talks to people. He can't see them. Often he can't talk to them or like actually interact with them outside what's showing up in chat. And yet he can be on and do that time and time again. And there are hundreds of people who do it. Well, I'm hoping you can do me a solid as a listener and just to hang out and chat with me, ask questions, keep the conversation going. Cause I am not a professional, you know, such as the other. So I need your help. And if you can help me along, I'm truly grateful. I'm not a pro like Omni here. Omni's a pro. He's a pro streamer. Yeah, you can just come over and berate my skills and see me tilt in the game. But it's for a worthy cause, so everyone is uh, invited. Speaking of tilting, is uh, are we going to get Lena out for this? Is she going to join us? <laughs> oh, uh, I can't wait yes, till she listens to the podcast, probably. man. Yeah, she's going to love it. <laughs> oh, she's okay. I, I I say this in jest. I I love Lena. She's she's fantastic. I just uh, still can't get over. <laughs> that 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 the, you had the the two worlds you had chris who's goofing off just having a good time losing and then you had lena who i thought was gonna go and you know murder death kill someone yeah that's that's a pretty accurate description yeah, she's competitive if i if i ever have to get into a fight i want lena on my team definitely yeah. uh 
beyond that, though, uh, if you're following along, I would encourage you to drop us a question either by email, which is feedback at readysetphone.com, or uh, by sending us a text message or a voicemail at 604-409-3324. 604-409-3324. See, Sam's not here to poke fun at me, so I came prepared with the phone number this time. It's also been a while since we've had a review. So whatever podcast application that you're using, drop a review for us. Uh, if it happens to be through the Apple Podcast Store, I get those. If you drop a review on, on Apple Podcasts, I will have that available and it automatically um, notifies me so I can I know to share it. If you happen to be using another application like Pocket Casts or maybe you're following us on Podchaser or what have you, and you leave a review there, first and foremost, Thank you. But two, let us know. Just either drop us an email, feedback at resetpone.com, on Twitter at resetpone. Uh, heck, you can go on Facebook and message us there too. That It's facebook.com slash resetpone. But that, that just lets us know that it exists so I can follow through on my promise, which is us reading whatever you leave verbatim. With the little asterisk that one, I'm not going to go and swear. Two, if it's really derogatory, it's not going to get read. And, and we might make fun of you if you go and do that. So, I mean, hey, you want us to make fun of you, we'll totally do that too. But, uh, yeah, any final words of wisdom that you want to share with our, our hundreds of listeners? Uh, sure. This was uh, fun. This was the last episode of Ready, Set, Pawn. And we'll see you in two weeks in Ready, Set, Pawn 2. <laughs> I'm totally going to do that. I'm just going to I'm gonna rebrand it. Like, after we lost, the, the Vancouver Titans lost the grand final, we were Ready, Set, Pawned. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. release a graphic in two weeks that's, you know, Ready, Set, Pawn 2. We'll have a little 2 next to our, our logo. Oh, like it's in the in the Overwatch logo with the orange thing now. Yeah, you'll you'll go to resetphone.com and it'll just be a black sure. hole for like days. <laughs> you'll stare at it just waiting for something to happen. Next thing you know, you'll see Reinhardt's boot hit the ground and it's actually water and Oh man. I'm I still can't believe how Epic was able to pull something off that I quite frankly feel was quite epic. There's lots of problems with, with the game and not everyone's into to Fortnite Battle Royale, but like I got to give them credit. They are pushing the boundaries as to what other developers have done in the past in how they iterate their title. And they're setting a pretty high bar. Agreed. <clears throat> as for me, I do hope that you tune into to Extra Life uh, over the course of the weekend. If you can't tune in, that's fine. I mean, I, I get it. Everyone has plans. They're busy. Uh, if you want to, if you want to do drop a donation, you can do that before or after it is a year long campaign. Uh, if you have any questions about it, or if you want to join team RSP, you want to be part of our team to help us get to that $1,500 goal. Uh, you can still sign up. Uh, if you are curious as to how to join our team, just let me know again. I will, I will fill you in on all of the details, but on behalf of the missing in action, uh, Sam at another Sam Chan, Omni at Omni strike myself, Chris at light Forest, Let's sign this episode off. With catchphrase. Ooh.